because I've busted my hump to get up into the high sevens, and now I'm getting ready to buy a home again in the next year or two. I'm gonna get punished if this goes through. Is this a done deal? Is this happening for sure? Looks like it's already happened, but you don't have to get punished. Just miss a few payments. Screw up your credit score. Oh, no, That'll help your mortgage rate. And just, just put down a tiny down payment because the this new rule encourages people to make smaller down payments than they might otherwise have made because normally if you make a big down payment, mm -hmm. you get a better rate. But now Biden wants the better rates to go to people that don't make a big down payment. The worst part about this is that it's going to further undermine the a solvency of our banking system because banks are going to be encouraged and actually required to make more loans to riskier borrowers, which means more mortgages are going to end up in default. Right. And so, you know. Didn't we learn our lesson in 08 from that, Peter? That's what the hell happened no. in 08. We gave out loans to people that couldn't afford them. All right, welcome back. We will start right there. Yeah, it's, uh, if anybody hasn't heard about this latest <laughs> moronic idea, from Joe Biden, uh, if you have a higher credit score, generally the way this is how it works, when you go to apply for a mortgage, the higher credit score that you have and the bigger down payment you have, obviously your payment is less and you get a better rate. The reason why your payment is less is you don't have to carry the additional insurance if you put down 20%. So your payment's usually, say, a couple hundred bucks less a month than it would normally be. And if you have a better credit score, as it has always been in the past, you're going to get a better rate uh, in case anybody for some reason has no idea how credit works. Your score simply says that you are a responsible adult financially and that any money that is borrowed is not only paid back on time, but generally if you have really good credit, you're paying larger than your minimum expected payment and you're getting these payments paid off. One little trick to credit is, credit's a funny thing. You know, it, it's when you start really understanding credit, you see how they kind of keep you in the trap there. Uh, if you were to pay off every credit card you ever had, uh, let's say you paid off your cars, your credit cards, everything. So really you're just working cash. You, you don't have any credit. Well, within, uh, it used to be three years. Uh, I think it's quicker than that now. I think it's within a year and a half. If you don't have any payments and you don't put anything on your credit cards, your credit score actually restarts. <laughs> so you lose your good credit. You would think it would just maintain and say, hey, he's got phenomenal credit and he doesn't know anybody anything. But it actually, it, it cycles through or however it works and then all of a sudden you're back to zero as if you don't have any credit and you got to rebuild it all over again. So if you talk to any credit experts, what they'll tell you is keep small balances on cards, for example. Maybe put your electric bill and your cable bill and... Uh, I don't know, maybe car insurance on something that every month you know it's going to hit the card and then you're going to pay it. And then it's going to hit the card and you're going to pay it. Uh, and that's the way to keep your kind of credit moving and keep your score where it's at. Problem with that is a lot of times if you get behind and then you put more on there than you should, then you start getting further and further in debt and then you go down that, that wormhole and it's, it's a disaster. Anyways, getting back to it. With, pertaining to a mortgage, the better credit score you have, the better you do, the better rates you get. So that way your payment's easier on you because they know that you are a financially responsible uh, person. Well, Joe Biden's plan is actually the reverse of that. This is uh, uh, as stupid as it gets. So the what he wants is the people that put down less money. So say maybe you put down, if you get one of the um, FHA loans, 
uh, you're only really required to put down 3%. So you put down 3% and then you will get the better rate. And how he's trying to justify it is that these people deserve to own a home as you do. And uh, this way they don't have to put down as much and their payment is much lower. So he's helping them uh, live the American dream by getting a house. That is all well and good, except for now the people who have been financially responsible with their credit and have the actual uh, means to put down a very large down payment and have great credit so that the banks are secure knowing this loan is going to get paid, or at least you, you I would assume it's going to get paid based upon past history. You're going to get the higher scores, so you're going to pay a larger <laughs> mortgage payment instead of the guys that show crappy credit. I mean, it's backwards. Me and my wife, I, I, we were talking about this, and um, I had brought it up to her, and we were we were going back and forth, and she just looked at me, and she goes, well, he keeps implementing this system. Socialism, there it is. You know, you, you take away from the people that have it and that are good, and you give it to the people that don't, all in the name of equity. And uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's an insane idea that the Biden administration has. But what, what idea do they have that is not sane? I mean, that, yeah, that is not insane. I don't think they've come up with a good one yet. It's funny. I could I could go back to Donald Trump and I could say he could have handled this or that better. And I could actually point out some things. I think he could have pushed a little harder to get something done with Obamacare. Uh, and I know that people would argue with me saying he didn't have the support. He did have the support later. And I, I know he had a lot on his plate. Uh, but there were some policies that probably weren't the best of policies. Uh, they weren't the worst, but they could have been better. Uh, but for the most part, overall, he gets A+. Plus. Everything else that he did was so great that, yes, of course, you're going to have some areas that you weren't the absolute best in. Well, Joe Biden is the complete opposite of that, but actually worse. Because I can't think of one solid thing that Joe Biden has done up to this point that is beneficial to Americans that has helped us in some way or the other that it's made our improved our lives or enhanced something for us in the future. Nothing, not a one. I can't think of a one. And it's not because I'm critical uh, of that one particular side. Uh, I, before she changed into an independent, I would, I mentioned this before. I was not scared of, I disagree with her on a lot of things that she has, but she does have some good ideas was Tulsi Gabbard because she's more of a, was more of a middle-of-the-road Democrat that had still loves the country and does have some good, valid ideas that are good for the country. And then she has other, then she has some ideas that I'm not a fan of, but I still gave her credit for it. Joe Biden, on the other hand, I can't literally think of one. If he did one thing good, I would point it out. It still proves my point, even if he did one thing good. Uh, I can't think of one. And, and everything that he's done and every push, every every bill that he has signed, everything that he has gotten rid of, the uh, geopolitical, er, I mean, everything. There is nothing that I can actually say, oh, well, you know what? Biden actually did okay in that one particular area, not a one. So when I hear stuff like this, it's not a real big surprise that we continue to go down the same path that we've been going down the entire time, that he's still trying to push us into this uh, socialist utopia that they all dream of, and that his policies work against your common man. I mean, th it, that doesn't even make sense. That The whole bill that's going forward doesn't even make sense there. Uh, we're going to see how that shakes out, but I can tell you what it's going to do. It will crash the housing market because anybody who is two marbles rolling around upstairs is going to say to themselves, I've worked my entire life. 
I've been responsible. I've built my credit up to seven or 800, wherever it's at. I should be able to walk into any bank, get literally the best you got, the best rate plus you got to borrow the money that I need to buy a house because not only am I doing that, but I'm not putting down 10% or 5%. I'm putting down 25 or 30%. So I don't need the, what is it? The PIP. I don't need any of that crap. Okay. I'm going to pay you your money back. Here's my, my 30% down. You give me the best you got. Show me. And now it's going to be, no, sorry, sir. You're going to get a a 10% where uh, this guy that just walked in and he's only had his job for six months and his credit score is about a 560. He only has $1,500 to put down. Well, we're going to give him, you know, the better rate and we're going to give him a rate of uh, 4%. (laughs) The housing market is going to crash. People are not going to tolerate that. If I had uh, eight, 900 credit or seven, 800 credit and I was in the market of looking to buy a house, I would hold off. I'd wait for everything to change hands and wait for sanity to restore. And I just hold on to where I'm at anyways, not to mention, I can't say now would be the best time to buy a house because houses are still pretty pricey at the moment. You know, I don't, I don't think the, uh, I can't say the housing market has completely crashed. It has slowed down. We haven't seen the crash like we saw in 08 where the bubble burst and, and just the houses plummeted in, in price. So I would wait for that because that is coming. Under under Biden's administration, believe me, it's coming. He's screwed up the entire economy. The housing market is one of the last pieces that are kind of holding the economy up. That is going to burst soon. It's slowing down. It's just getting to the point where people cannot afford it, and they do not want to buy anything. They're, they're trying to be safe in their safe little space right now and just brace for impact and hold on as long as they can uh, until we can get through this tough time in American history. All right. Uh, China, you know, I'm always going to stay on China because China is a threat. They, they've always been a threat. Uh, I even remember in the 80s and 90s, I wasn't a big fan of, it's one thing to assist them um, by doing some solid trades with them. They have goods we want. We have goods they want. We're doing solid trades, which brings money into their country and let them build up their own country. It's one thing to help them in that way. The way that we have helped China, I've never been a fan of. It, it seemed like at some point in the 80s and 90s, it went it re- that real hard transition from you would see stuff that was made in America, made in America, and then all of a sudden it was like everything was made in China or was made in Japan or made in Taiwan. It was all from the, the Asian region there, and I wasn't a big fan of that. So I'm like, you know, what happened to American made? You know, that's what we prided ourselves on was everything was American made and the products that you got that were made here uh, were made solid. I don't know how else to say it. China stuff was just cheap junk. Yeah, it would come over, it breaks real easy. I mean, especially in the early years. In the early years, it was a joke. I mean, you're talking about some real cheap junk there. Um, and, it, and it hasn't gotten a whole lot better. I guess it's just become more widely accepted because that's what they've been giving us for the last 40 years. So... You don't look at the quality the same way because most people, especially if you're a younger adult, if you're in your 20s and 30 years old, you have no idea. You don't know how solid the stuff we used to buy was. I mean, something as silly and as stupid as a plastic cup. I got a plastic cup that I bought from a University of Miami game. Uh, you go and I got a soda. It's a little 32-ounce white cup with a handle um, made out of plastic. It's made in the USA. I can tell you. I still have that cup today over 30 years later. I still have it. Now, the graphics have all since gone, so it's just a white cup now. The UMM one was now gone, but I still have it, and that's like my cup. Everybody in the house knows, oh, don't touch Dad's cup. I've been drinking out of that cup 
for that many years. That plastic cup is made of hard, thick plastic. They don't make it like that anymore. I, I, I can't tell you how water bottles, like I said, if you don't know, you don't understand what I'm talking about. If you're too young, you don't understand what I'm talking about. When water bottles first came out, now I could crush a water bottle. You can squeeze it, crush it, and throw it away. When water bottles first came out, man, you better pray somebody didn't throw that at you because it was almost as hard as glass. <laughs> my, my older folks that are listening to me know exactly what I'm talking about. Those water bottles, they could get kind of mean. You could literally throw that and, and, and hurt somebody with it. Yeah, water bottles now are a joke. You know I mean, yeah, around a cap might be a little harder because you're drinking out of it, but the bottle itself, it's just crushable. You know, when I'm done with mine, if I drink a water bottle at work, I usually grab the top of the bottom, smash them together and compress it and turn the top on it to take all the air out of it and throw it away. It's a teeny tiny little piece of plastic. It's garbage, junk, just like Coke bottles. Coke bottles used to be the same way. Uh, we used to have two pieces of plastic on them. We used to have the, the legs on them. And then there was a cap on the bottom, a plastic cap on the bottom. And those bottles were hard. They were hard enough that uh, this is probably not the best thing to tell kids. So if you're a kid, I do not recommend doing this at all. We were younger and we did stupid things. But if you'd get some chlorine and you would put some aluminum in the Coke bottle with the chlorine and you'd close it up and you'd shake it up and you'd throw it, it explodes like a bomb. And uh, again, I do not recommend that. Uh, just We were dumb as kids and just, you know, you do stupid things. Uh, but the bottle would handle the expansion of gases and everything in there. And it would take a minute for it to burst finally. You know, nowadays we tried that not too long ago. It didn't even get to that point because the bottle split and didn't even get a bang out of it. And it was just, just to check the, the, how different the bottles were from when we were younger. So anyways, so anyways, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting way off subject here. This is, it ain't even close to what I'm going to talk about with China. But I'm always going to go, I'm always going to point out everything that China's doing because I believe they're a threat. I don't agree the way we helped them build up. We built them up to this point, and now they're ready to knife us in the back. And it was a little too much. It's one thing to help them out a little bit to make sure that they, are, uh, they got money flowing into their country, and then it's on them to do their own work to make sure their country survives. Uh, but we have got them to a point where now they are a much, much larger threat than we could have imagined. Where I'm going with all this? <laughs> this is a very long way to get here. Uh, China's plan for an anti-satellite cyber weapon found in a leak by CIA documents. And I'm wondering why, uh, remember, I pre-record, so this is recorded on a Wednesday. You're hearing this on a Thursday. Uh, and I saw this on Tuesday, but I already had my show prepped for Tuesday. And I'm wondering why I'm not hearing more from everybody about this. Now, you may wake up today, which is Thursday, but remember, I'm pre-recorded. And some people are finally talking about this like I am. And hopefully it's just a delay. Or maybe you'll start hearing more about it next week. I don't know. Hopefully you will because it, this is kind of important. So we had, a, we had the big leak um, from the, uh, the, the young kid that leaked out all that different information. And now this is a CIA leak documents that's showing that China is building, a, is building cyber, cyber weaponry capable of seizing control of enemy satellites to jam them at crucial moments in combat. Leaked CIA documents have revealed Beijing is planning on building an anti-satellite weapon, uh, and all this was uncovered in a trove of leaked docu classified documents from the CIA. The CIA has assessed that China's strategy of developing tools to deny, exploit, or hijack enemy satellites is key um, 
for them to dominate space. You know, when considering war, uh, if you control communication, you're going to pretty much control the war. And of course, China is two steps ahead of us um, technologically. China has been steadily launching satellites into space, and that's increased in pace. Over the last six months, it's conducted 35 launches, uh, adding advanced communication and intelligence surveillance and reconnaissance satellites to their orbital architecture. Excuse me. Uh, the country is also developing and deploying different constellations of dual-use military satellites and um, reconnaissance systems called Yaogan satellites, and this has recently announced, um, and they have they have recently announced that they intend to launch a large collection of optical micro satellites. The number of reported Chinese-related espionage cases has significantly increased over the past two decades uh, in acquiring commercial technology and making up the majority, 51%, of reported espionage cases, a state report by technology intelligence firm Dragonfly put out. Uh, Everything that they are doing is in preparation for war. I mean, literally everything. Uh, they also went, if you go deeper into the report, they also even went in there that says that they would be able to cyber hack uh, everything enough to where they could get Joe Biden's signature and codes within the next five years uh, to make it appear as if something is official. So, I mean, this is dangerous stuff here. China, China is prepping themselves. If anybody thinks that China is not preparing to take over Taiwan and completely stand alone and become the new superpower in the world. You are sorely mistaken. You're not paying attention. Uh, you have no idea what we're talking about because it's the first time you've heard it uh, or you just don't care. I mean, there's really nothing more to it than that. China is making moves. Under Joe Biden's administration, there's not much that's, that can be done, nor is there much that's going to be done. I brought you yesterday that Eric Adams and Chucky Schumer are over there hobnobbing with uh, Chinese police that were inside Chinatown. China, the, the Communist Party is having their people on American soil run China operations on our soil. So the Democratic Party is not going to do anything about what they're hearing. This should be very concerning for everybody because space really is the next battleground. If you could control communications, if you can knock communications out, everything that we do runs through the satellites. If China can effectively knock out our communications where the military can't um, interact with each other, where even us as, as people, you know, you knock out the right cell towers, it, we don't even have phone service. So nobody could communicate anymore and most people don't even have landlines anymore. So there's really no way for us to all communicate with each other and what would that do is would cause confusion. You don't know what's going on in any given area. Most at, We're getting to a point where most internet and everything else is all via satellite everything's bounced off up top so if china takes over that area it's just them gaining ground on controlling everything and that is the direction that they're going in i I just wonder if the democrats know that the very people that you're helping are looking to rule over them too it's not like we're the only ones that are going to feel it i mean every democrat if you support all this crap they would rule over you too it's, uh, I don't know, they're not going to just say, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to separate it and, and you're okay and you're okay and you, 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 you go that way and you're okay and you, no, it's, we are in charge, you do what we say and, and keep your mouth shut. That's it. So I don't, 
I don't understand why people would continue to support him. And really when I'm saying people, I'm talking about the politicians. Uh, they are thinking that because they are somebody of, in their mind, status here in the United States, that China is going to, I don't know what, uh, hold them higher, maybe allow them to escape the same fate that we would all have here. I, 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 don't, I don't get that. Uh, but th- that seems to be where they're going. So uh, p- please pay attention to everything going on with China. This is their latest, the latest leak and their latest move. Um, you saw before they're prepping for everything. Their, their technology, their technology is far better than ours. Um, they are preparing for war with Taiwan. Now they're trying to control space, which is going to control communication. And they're trying to cyber hack us, which we are not very good. We get hacked all the time. I don't know why we're not spending billions of dollars building the, the most bulletproof system to not allow people to get into our systems here in the United States. But for some reason, you know, we just lay back, let these things happen, and then after something happens, then we jump on it and and, and do something about it. I don't know why we, we can't be preventative instead of always uh, playing from behind here, but that's that's just the way the United States is. So, pay attention to China. This episode's a little short because I am going to be recording today with Justin Barclay. Um, he is going to be the guest for Friday. And uh, I'm excited to talk with him. So definitely do not miss Friday's episode. That'll be, uh, it's going to be a big one. He's, um, he's a fill-in host for Glenn Beck. And I want to talk, me and him are going to talk a little bit about Goshen and what's going on up there in Michigan. And we'll probably chit-chat about a few other items as well. So please don't miss that. So I'm wrapping this one up a little bit early uh, in preparation for speaking with him. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please write and review me. If you'd like to uh, reach out to me at littlejoecc.com, go to the contact section. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Thursday, and we will definitely do it again tomorrow.